You're listening to 3CR Radio. Run in your face on 3CR with James. Well, at Pride March on Sunday, Daniel Andrews announced the Victorian government will ban conversion therapy. On the line, I had Simon Ruth from Thorn Harbour Health, and they, of course, support the ban. Welcome, Simon, from sunny Geelong. Yes, g'day, James. I'm here in Geelong at Geelong Rainbow Festival, which is kicking off today. There's a full weekend of events over here. Great stuff. Now, of course, uh, at Pride March, Daniel Andrews announced the state government will ban conversion therapy. Let's start with the basics. What is conversion therapy? So that is all to be defined. So uh, Latrobe University, along with the Human Rights Law Centre and the Brave Network, which is a network of survivors of conversion therapy, put out a landmark report about two, three months ago where they detailed the stories of the people who have gone through this and what they believe needs to be put in place. Um, And what the Victorian government is committed to is over the next 12 months looking to ban conversion therapy. So conversion therapy is any therapeutic or pseudo-therapeutic process which seeks to change your gender identity or your sexuality. Um, So the one we would think of most commonly are religious groups who it's pray to gay away type programs but it it could be by health professionals such as GPs and psychologists or it could be by you know anybody that has gone through it themselves and and, and claims to run an an anti-gay 12-step program something like that. So it's a whole range of activities. International Human Rights Australia, uh, Tony Briffer, he wants the uh, forced the involuntary changing of gender of babies to be included in it because he's saying that's forcing uh, a, a sex on somebody that they haven't necessarily agreed to because they're an infant. I'm not sure where the government's going to sit on that one. I'm not sure whether they agree about that. And, and you know, when you think about it more broadly, I mean, for people like me who went through Catholic education, you know, we were told from a very young age in school that being gay was a sin. Uh, and so you could even look at broadening it out to being the religious teachings about sexuality is a sin and Sodom and Gomorrah as primary school stories. So it's a really broad array of different activities. So it remains to be seen which ones the government's going to be prepared to tackle. Probably the easiest ones are people who call themselves counsellors or health professionals and engaging in that activity. And then it gets much more difficult and much more diverse. So basically, conversion therapy can be anything that, you know, involves a so-called gay cure, which is ludicrous. Yes, it could be electroshock treatments, it could be counselling programs. Um, some, of, some of the stories of the people in the report, they, they went through group programs. There was one man who told a story about the fact that he tried to never be left in the presence of another man alone because that was the only way he could try and fight off the attraction to other men. It's, and, and it's incredibly debilitating, you know, the people who have gone through it, who are generally deeply religious people, you know, it scars them for life. Um, and, and a lot of them go on to have mental health issues um, for many, 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 many years afterwards. Um, the other issue is about do we only ban it for children? Is it the right of an adult to seek out one of these programs or not? And, and I think the Human Rights Law Centre has said that it's easiest to ban it for children because it's generally parents encouraging, encouraging them into it. But, you know, an organisation like mine would say it should not be offered at all. We should be accepting that. We should be encouraging counselling that supports people's gender identity and their sexuality. We shouldn't be allowing adults to go and find quacks who are, who are going to tell them that they can be cured of their sexuality or their gender identity. And I guess for some adults, if they're in very tight, knit and closed religious communities, they may not have actually much choice about whether or not they should, you know, comply with um with, with conversion therapy. There must be huge pressures on them to do so. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of, you know, very closed religious communities that, you know, don't give, and ethnic communities that don't give you a lot of choice. There's a group that we work with closely in New South Wales called Gamma New South Wales, the Gay and Married Men's Association, and we've learnt a lot from them and around some of the programs we run. And they said a lot of the men they see are coming out of marriages in their 40s and 50s uh, from deeply religious communities and from certain cultural communities 
where they were being encouraged to marry at 18 and have children very young and, and then disco- and either discovering or always knowing that they were attracted to, to men themselves and, and finally making decisions around that. And, for, and particularly for some of those religions, say, as the brethren, you know, if you leave the religion, you never have a way back in. So, so if you leave and you leave your wife and your children, you lose all contact with them into the future. So that decision to make that step to reaffirm your sexuality or your gender could be devastating and, and you could lose your entire life. And I guess that threat of excommunication, for want of a better word, must actually be a great incentive for some people to think they should actually, you know, undergo the conversion therapy, even though they are an adult and even though in their heart of hearts they know it's not going to work. You know, it's a difficult decision. It's um, and people are brought up with certain religious beliefs, and 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 they they actually think this is the right thing to do. They think that it is a sickness. You know, they they think it can be cured. They they we learned during that American election that. You know, if you're on right-wing Facebook pages, you only ever get right-wing media, that often which talks about gay cures and, and whatnot. But we know from a lot of those organisations, particularly the big ones like Exodus International, which is one of the big international ones, where the, the two leaders of that organisation declared that they were actually in love with each other and left their wives and, and said that they'd spent 30 years in a futile endeavour trying to change people's sexuality when they come to learn that there's nothing wrong with being gay or lesbian or bisexual or transgender and, and that they decided to affirm their lives together. Um, and we're, and we've seen another couple of cases of that recently, particularly coming out of the United States. So there's no actual reputable evidence, if you like, that, that demonstrates that conversion therapy actually works? No, no, there's nothing. And pretty much every major healthcare professional association, such as the Psychologist Association and the Medical Association and, and the therapeutic other therapeutic associations, all say this is quackery. There is no evidence base behind it. Um, it is harmful to individuals. Um, pretty much everybody is on board there, but there are some religious groups and, and there are some pseudo-scientists who, who claim that you, know, you can be cured of sexuality or your gender identity. So currently no Australian state bans conversion therapy. I know moves are also underway in Queensland to do so, and obviously the Victorian government's move is going to be a catalyst. Why do you think it's taken us so long to get to this point? Why are we having this discussion in 2019? It's taken a lot of brave people to come forward and tell their stories. Uh, when, when, you know, when Daniel Andrews declared that the other day, a lot of the online social media presence was, I didn't realise this still occurred. Um, in the mainstream communities, it's something that everybody accepts has been debunked and, and that it's it's just ridiculous. Um, but it, it's taken uh, people like Nathan Despot and others in the Brave Network to come forward, tell their stories, explain what they're, they're going through, actually out the organisations that are doing this and be prepared to stand up um, in front of the public and in front of politicians and be counted. And, and it's taken a lot of great work from Gay and Lesbian Health Victoria, now Rainbow Health Victoria, and um, Anna and Lee at the Human Rights Law Centre and the Brave Network to actually push this forward. I think for... A lot of those of us in the LGBTI communities who didn't go through this or who possibly aren't religious, we don't understand that compulsion to try and cure yourself and, and we don't have a lot of compassion for people who have managed to get caught up in this. Certainly a lot of politicians don't understand it and we know that there's a lot of politicians who actually believe that it's a real thing as, as we're seeing from Jackie Lambie recently on telly and Barnaby Joyce's comments of last year. So, um, you know, it's it's 
you know, it's just been one of those issues that's just been probably left for a long time and, and we're in a, an amazing position in Victoria with an incredibly progressive government um, coming out of a, a marriage equality plebiscite where people are prepared to stand up and fight. Of course, religious schools are in the spotlight at the moment. We've got the current Senate inquiry happening, for example. Uh, if the federal government does legislate to stop religious schools from discriminating against LGBTIQ students and, and teachers, do you think that that will also really kind of, you know, encourage people not to seek out conversion therapy for their children or for themselves or for their, you know, um, brethren in their community? Like, do you think that that will actually make a difference in this area as well as, you know, stopping kids from getting expelled at school? I don't know. It's, it doesn't tend to be the mainstream churches that are doing this sort of thing. And, and the mainstream churches are the ones that do most of this, provide most of the schooling. Um, you know, the sort of organisations that are doing this tend to be on the margins and the more extreme ends and the very much the fundamentalist ends, which probably aren't the schools that any LGBTI people would ever go and get employed in. Um, they, they definitely have children going through those education institutions. And I think, you know, we're, we're at a critical point in Australia where we're we're probably in the biggest fight we've had since the 80s. You know, we are fighting for our rights. We, we, we've seen a rise of right-wing politicians coming through, um, new parties as, as well as the mainstream conservative parties. Um, and we've got a, a Labor Party, at least in this state, and, and the Greens and Reason and a few others who are defending our rights, and we're becoming the wedge issue in the community. I think it's going to be a generational issue. I think, you know, in 20 years' time, hopefully we will look back and not understand uh, how this was still happening um, in this decade. And, and that's what a lot of people actually think. They actually think that these are issues from the 60s and 70s and because it went underground and they don't realise it's still happening. So certainly the movies that are, that are outing it and portraying it are also very important because it's reminding people that this is still going on. So, Simon... Banning conversion therapy here in Victoria will require legislative change. Does Thorn Harbour Health call on uh, the Liberal opposition leader and his colleagues, uh, Michael O'Brien, to actually show some bipartisan support on this issue, on the ban? We haven't done so yet, but yes, we will be. <laughs> we will certainly be stating our views. We we probably have a view that it uh, should probably be a bit broader than I imagine the government's going to pitch it. Um, we, we would like to see a ban on, you know, the religious teachings to children about homosexuality being a sin and, and, and you know, and, and taking, you know, discussions of Sodom and Gomorrah and those sorts of things. You know, there are other ways to teach those lessons and, and there's other ways to do things and we, we'd like to see it probably much more broader than it's going to end up being. But as it goes on, I don't, I don't even think they've started the inquiry yet. Um, I've got two board members who sit on the LGBTI Justice Committee I and mean, I sit on the Health Committee and, and we will be waiting for it to come before those committees and we'll certainly be having a say. And, and Thorn Harbour will work across all the parties, not, not only the Coalition and, and Labor, but also with the Greens and Reason and, and, and the other smaller parties to, to try and get the, the best deal for our community. Simon Ruth, thanks for chatting today. Always great to talk to you on 3CR. That's all right. Thank you, James. Simon Ruth from Thorn Harbour talking about the state government's announcement that it will seek to ban conversion therapy. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.